Hi, I am Okpeolua Adeyemi, and this is the Excellent Subordinate, a series of conversations that will propel you to be excellent assistants, deputies, or a team player in any organization and across every walk of life. You see, too many people confuse being the best with being the first. Thus, whenever most people find themselves on a team as a member or a second place leader, they recline and don't ever put their best forward. This ought not to be so. So please pay attention as I share in the next few minutes on how we can live our best lives, whether or not we are number one in any setting. You're welcome to today's podcast. Um, thank you for always tuning in. Um, secret to you know last week's podcast, um, about five things every boss wants their subordinate to know. This one is also like it. Yeah, so it's only that this time, it's the subordinates that are <laughs> saying something that they badly want their teammates to know. Yeah. And, you know, because the decorum that exists in organizations do not allow team members to, you know, in quote, talk to or talk back at their teammates. Um, so most times, these subordinates are at the mercy of the sensitivity and um, sensibility or otherwise of, of, their, of their bosses. You see that? All right. So... But on, on an independent platform like this, where I can boldly convey this message without the fear of being sacked or queried, it, it'll be easy for me to, you know, convey the message to the people that I need to know. All right, so like I would usually say, these things are not exhaustive. So I do not hold the monopoly of knowledge on them. Neither do, you know, I have all of the final say on it. This is, we just say these things. We're doing these things so that you can essentially bring these issues to the fore and birth a consciousness for change and improvement. You see that now? All right, so um, let's get into it. The first thing on my list, all right, is that bosses are not infallible. Yeah, bosses are not infallible. So we can, you know, we kind of emphasize this. Um, team leads need to know that they are prone to an error of judgment just like every other person. So bosses need to know that they, they can make mistakes too. And that, you see, b- because the position puts the onus on you to call the final shot doesn't mean that um, you always call the right ones. So it's a human thing, all right? So uh, as it is, you know, generally said that, you know, no man is an island of knowledge and nobody holds um, an exclusive preserve to, you know, to wits ingenuity and knowledge so a true understanding of this gap in humanity should make any boss sober do you see that you shouldn't go around with eye shoulder pads and you know <laughs> extra inches of use like like you're literally above everyone else in in knowledge and decision making do you get that so this should be a constant reminder of the fact that you can make mistakes too and see the constant reminder should keep you more in touch with your humanity so this way, you will be able to welcome suggestions, you know, and whenever you're wrong, because you would be, you will be able to say sorry genuinely without feeling like, you know, your bossiness is taken away from you. So to be honest, this phenomenon boosts the team morale, you know, by a great margin every time. And it leaves an atmosphere for productivity. But truly, see, anything short of this above is a, is a display of small-mindedness. It's how small minds behave. And trust me, you don't want to be the boss perceived as a small mind in a big suit. So it's important that you know that you can make mistakes and you're not infallible. Number two, you must catch people doing the right things. 
This is very important. See, most bosses are known for rebuking their staff at any given time for doing the wrong things. And see, this you must do because standards will fall. We've talked about this before. Standards will fall if nobody's holding it up. So you must you must point out bad behaviors, you know, and and correct them in love. Yeah, you must do that. But you see, balance is the key to life. Yeah. And so as you would quickly catch a man doing the wrong thing within the scope of the organizational ethos, you should also be quick to catch them doing the right things also. And more, more honestly, you see, you should do this more often than the former. Yeah. You should be quick to commend efforts and reward results. This is how you establish um, the right value system in the organization by reinforcing good behavior with incentives. Yeah. So this way you institutionalize the right values um, right deep into the subconscious of your team members. Yeah. That's how values, you know, transcend uh, mere words or pep talk on Mondays or, you know, that fine art work that we put in the in the reception of our organizations where we write our value system and then we print it on the organization, and, you know, on the walls. That's how values get into the mind of the people. You don't leave them on the walls. You leave them in the mind of the people when you see, I mean, when they see the things that you are doing. So to be fair, it doesn't hurt to give um, such incentives really, you know. It could be as simple as um, kind words, um, you know, small tiny gifts, <laughs> asking that everybody claps for somebody and stuff like that. Yeah, so it is something that every team head must learn to do if you want to get the best from your staff. If you see, if you ignore good behaviors and amplify errors, you will build a bitter army. Yeah, you will build a bitter army of staff. And trust me, you do not want that for your organization. All right, let's move very quickly. Number three, it's you have to be sensitive. Yeah, be sensitive. Bosses should never be too far from the reality that their staff undergo. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be too detached from the everyday possibility and realities of your team members. So this particular phenomenon, yeah, it is it's, it's something that you find very commonly among the political class in most third world countries. The reality of the elected politicians and that of the electorate, you know, the masses, is so different. That's why some of the government policies come off as, you know, impractical and inhumane, really. Because, I mean, recently, a top official in the federal government of Nigeria, he confessed that he honestly didn't know that the health sector of the country was so bad. Imagine that. Now, that's very instructive to bosses to learn from. You should be very much in touch with the reality of your team. This will require that you are sensitive to them as a person. You can't just be, you know, you can't just be unaware of what's going on and just expect them to do the work and just deliver and, you know, just acting all insensitive in their faces. See, actually, when you're being insensitive as a boss, yeah, when you're being insensitive as a boss, you tend to push away people that understand you. Yeah, sadly. And this is our organizations that, you know, otherwise would have been great and very formidable. That's This is how they lose their staff. Very instructive. All right, number four. (laughs) Number four. This is also very, very instructive. Number four. You will not be a boss forever. I mean, I, I wish I can state that like 10 million times. You will not be a boss forever. See, this may seem a bit more obvious for bosses who have a term or tenure to spend, you know. It is a bit more difficult for bosses who seemingly own the businesses too. They sometimes don't see the end of their reign inside. So I'll, I'll try to break it down. These are the options that could occur. You know, whether or not you started your business, whether you're an entrepreneur or you rose up to the, um, to the top rank in the organization 
these things I'm about to mention will make you remember that you cannot be a boss forever. Now, natural causes such as death, that's number one, sicknesses or any form of disabilities, or the end of your term either by completion or termination, the team member could resign and exit your organization, the team member could be appointed to a position that is higher than yours at the time. These are things that I have seen happen real time, real life. So you see, any way you choose to see it, you can't always be the boss forever. So this should always rein you in and help you act better. Life is very, very volatile, and you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to just act like you'll be there forever and like you have all of the control. So see, whilst you are here as the teammate, this is what you should do. You should always keep an eye on when you wouldn't be. Yeah, and you should also be growing your influence in such a way that when you exit the position, it won't matter. You can still command the same level of influence. Alright, there you have it. So, number one, I said bosses are not infallible. You can make mistakes too. Number two, you must catch people doing the right things. You must reward it and therefore reinforce good behaviors that way. Number three, you must be sensitive. Be aware of the reality of the people in your team. And then number four, you will not be a boss forever. So, you must... Try to act on these things, you know, and improve the general well-being of your organization. See you at the top. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Excellent Subordinate. Remember, being the best at any point is not always about being number one. You can live your best life and put in your best so much the number will not count. So don't forget, after all is said and done, let more be done than said. That is, practice the things that you've heard. That's the most important thing. So we can continue this conversation on Twitter. You can join me at ademi underscore okwe or you SMS this number 0706-203-1854. And that is 0706-203-1854. So for questions, suggestions and clarity, you could also email the excellent subordinate at yahoo.com. Have yourself a great day.